You're listening to the Astro Backyard Podcast. Capture the night sky. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Astro Backyard Podcast. My name's Steve. I'm from Ontario Telescope and Accessories. And with me, as always, we have... <laughs> I was, are you going to let me say it? Yeah, you can say it, Trevor. You can it's, say your it's, name. it's me, Trevor, from Astro Backyard. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for listening again. Yes, thank you very much for listening. Really do appreciate it. You know, it's amazing, Trevor. I look at the stats um, daily, and I think it's actually a problem that I have. Um, uh, some might call it an addiction. Uh, and it's just amazing to see where we're, where people are listening from. And I, if I bring it up really quickly, because uh, I don't know if I've told you in a while, uh, mm-hmm. uh, so I'll tell you tell you how things are going. Um, I'd like to say thank you to everyone who's been listening from uh, the U.S., Australia, um, United Kingdom, the Congo. That's awesome. Um, wow. Yeah, Congo's number five in the top ten. Um, Netherlands, Ireland, Romania, Saint Vincent and the Grenadines. Finland, Germany, Norway, Denmark, Hong Kong, UAE, France, Greece, Japan, Sweden—like it, it's just amazing. And, and yeah. I, I, it, I never, I, I never thought it, it would have that much of a reach and impact. So thank you very much for the support. Um, it means a lot to me. And oh yeah, absolutely. It, it's very humbling. Very humbling, and you know it. it I'm just my mind's completely blown by it. So thank you very much. Um, please uh, uh, keep telling people about it. If you say, "Hey, I heard this great podcast, and you should listen to it and subscribe," and, mm-hmm. and I'd be very, very grateful. Trevor, I'm sure you'd be grateful too, right? I, of course, I would be grateful. Of course, <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking to you. So we have we have a, a really good idea. Um, we were looking at a while ago. You know what podcasts are. are what kind of response we're getting to some of these podcasts. And one of them that uh, actually really surprised me was in the fall, we talked about fall objects, stuff to image that's there in the fall, uh, stuff that's really popular. Um, you can almost tell the time of year on Facebook if you're on some of the uh, imaging forums, what time of year it is by the images that are being posted. So right now there's a whole lot of so- Orions and rosettes that are... Oh yeah, there, it's the, right? yeah, it's the stuff a little past Orion, the rosettes and the cone nebulas now. Yeah, uh, and even the, now you're starting to see some of the galaxies pop up already. Yeah, so we wanted to talk about spring objects because we're getting into galaxy season, and um, this is where things can get really exciting. Some of my favorite objects are are out now, and and I need to get my observatory up and running. Um, to to. Uh yeah yeah try you do. to get it going. I cry a little bit every day when I look in the backyard and I see my pod empty. Yeah, nothing nothing sadder than seeing uh, an observatory in your backyard, Steve. I really feel for you, man. You poor guy. Yeah, it's awful, isn't it? Yep. I'm just looking here at my old uh, website, and it looks like on March 11th, 2017, I made my targets for galaxy season post. So that tells me that we are almost there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want, I wanted to say that if anyone is thinking of getting a, an observatory, I recommend getting a pod. They're awesome. They go to Sky Shed Pod. Sky Shed Pod. They go together so easily. Um, Wayne is such an awesome guy. He doesn't even know I'm saying this. He, 
he he didn't ask me. You've to talked say him it. up before. You've yeah. talked him up before because I remember we're us yeah. uh, gushing over him because uh, it's a Canadian company too. We're so proud. Yeah, absolutely, and it's such an awesome product. Right? Like it, I can't talk about it enough. Well, so. I want one, so you've sold me, Steve. Uh, I can help you with that too. Okay, you need to hook me up with All Wayne. Right. Will do. Um, uh, little known fact, or widely known fact. You know he's a bass player for Glass Tiger, right? <laughs> I was going to say, and then I want to have a jam <laughs> session with him. There you go. Um, okay, so I have a list of objects, and uh, I'm sure you have a list of objects. A couple uh, objects. A couple yeah. objects. Um, okay, you go first. Okay, well, so... One of the great benefits of uh, archiving your images throughout the year and year over year um, by date, uh, you can go back and see what you shot last year at, at this time. Uh, and I can, because I've been doing this for so long, I go right back to t 2011. And then I just look what I shot in each month. Um, so obviously, as we said, galaxy season is what I consider March and April. Um, then as you get into May, you start transitioning into the, the summer Milky Way objects. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so being at the very start of galaxy season, some of my favorites, and we'll talk about this further, uh, now is the time when I start getting into M81, M82, and Ursa Major. Yeah. Um, also, M101 is right around the same spot, and that's a beautiful spiral galaxy. The pinwheel. The pinwheel. And the really cool thing about the pinwheel is it's actually, it's rather large. So even in a small refractor in a DSLR, M101 is a decent size, it, it's, whereas most of these galaxies are, are on the smaller side. It's relatively bright, too. It's uh, magnitude 7.8. Um, Look at you with the stats right offhand. Wow. And uh, uh, the internet's a wonderful thing. Um, <laughs> uh, so you, you shouldn't need a big scope to get it. Um, a oh, four inch refractor. Absolutely not. Four inch refractor framing really nicely on a DSLR chip. That's right. Yeah, M one hundred and one is a superstar object because you light pollution, small scope. It's bright enough. It's really satisfying. It's got those long extended spiral arms. Uh, it's interesting to see the differences when you shoot it with a modified camera as opposed to a stock camera. Because uh, the modified shows some uh, pink nebulosity in there. Mm -hmm. Really, really cool object. M101 is, is excellent. Um, and then uh, one that everybody, I think when people think of galaxy season, they think of this target or set of targets, and that's the Leo triplet. And I know I know you're a big fan, Steve. Yeah, I, I like it. They look like, uh, looks like jewelry in, in the sky. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, I've got I've got a few. I think you've taken some of my list. Did you mention a whirlpool? I didn't, but I was going to. M51, another great one, and around the same spot. Nice and high, easy to get to right now. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned the whale. You know, oh, I did. I didn't mention the whale yet. Oh, no. you didn't. Okay, so I mentioned a whale, the whale nebula. I remember you you highlighting that last year on your um, on your website, and you did a YouTube video on it, and I really really liked that that image that was a great image trevor it's it's such a cool galaxy because it almost looks like a tear in the sky and it's uh it's got the purples and blues and pinks in the center mm -hmm. uh it's a really interesting object and it rewards you by pouring on the uh, exposure time it just keeps getting more detailed and more colorful it actually looks like a whale 
It does, you know, turn it on its side. And, and, and next to that is a hockey stick. Yeah, the, ho- the hockey stick is so close to it, but it's it's nothing compared no, to the whale really in, in terms of, you know, yeah, it's dim. It's not so impressive, but if you include it in the shot, then yeah. why not? Um, M109. We were talking about this before the episode, yeah. and I had to Google it, and it's uh, I might have to go after this one um, this month. I still think it's a reflection of us. It's a big space mirror that... I, well, okay. <laughs> I'm the one that brought up the fact that this is similar to what the Milky Way looks like because it's a barred spiral galaxy. Yep. Uh, and it just reminds me of when I've seen, um, you know, artist renderings of, of what our galaxy looks like. And I don't know, maybe maybe you kind of picture it looking like Andromeda, but uh, because we're a barred spiral galaxy, I guess we look a little more like M109. I, I agree with that. I'd, I'd like to look, think of it that way. Um, and, and, the, and the pictures that I've seen of it, they're, they're really pretty, really good colors um, in in the field that, of the picture that I saw. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, different <laughs> Which colors. was an A-pod, I think, right? Yeah, well, that, that's beside the point. But it, no, it, I, I think anyone with a DSLR should be able to take a really good image of it. The, the colors of the different stars will come through. And... Um, it, it's a good size. That's true. The contrast in color, it's got the yellow kind of pale center and then the blue outer arms. Yeah. And I'm just looking at uh, a Google image search here and I'm seeing a lot of amateur photos and that it's true. They all show that color contrast. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, NGC 4565. Do you know what that is? <sighs> I don't offhand. It sounds familiar, though. Go ahead. I have to look it up. I forget. Um, it's, <laughs> you're supposed to, when you ask me that, you're supposed to know. I know. Okay, I it, it is. It is what I thought it was. It is the. Uh, it's an edge on galaxy. Uh, and oh, that's that's the needle. The needle. Yeah, the needle. Well, why would you, yeah? It's called, you got to call it the needle. That was the one of my first like vlog YouTube videos was a night in the backyard with me uh, when I was experimenting with vlogging and I shot the needle galaxy and it's uh yeah, I love that target. Yeah. It's a pretty cool object. I know, you know, I've got some friends that don't get too excited about edge on galaxies cause I think they're, they're boring, but it, to me it's just, it's kind of neat. Right. Um, so, cause you can see the, you can see dimension in, in edge on galaxies, right? Like you can That's see, it. see that center bulge where that super massive black hole is, collecting all of that that dust and absolutely uh, yeah if you think of it as just a straight line it's you know it's not taking up much uh, real estate but when you picture it three-dimensionally it's so cool to, to see through the arms on the side like that yeah um there's another one i really like a lot too and i want to make this a target for myself one day once i get myself <laughs> up there um, that, uh, what's it called? It's that chain of galaxies. Arcarian's chain. Arcarian's chain. I really like that one. That That's a oh, nice, man. that's a nice, uh, every image I've ever seen of Arcarian's chain has been beautiful. That is in the Virgo super cluster. So there is, if you've ever looked at a planetarium software like uh, Stellarium and you have the filter set for show galaxies, if you look at that area of sky, it's just peppered with just so many galaxies and 
what makes Markarian's chain so cool is that these ones are all like a reasonable size, uh, and a, and they you know follow a line like a chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cool. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot of um, color definition to them. They're all a little pale, but I mean, it depends on the kind of time you put on, into it. But uh, very very cool to look at a a single section of space with that many galaxies in one spot. Yeah, if we got a chance. If you're not familiar with the Virgo supercluster um, or the Virgo cluster, just you know, pop it into a search engine and and uh, take a look. It's it's pretty pretty amazing, like what's there, and uh, um, yeah, it's a very busy area. Yeah, very busy area, absolutely. Uh, nebula, the Owl Nebula, M ninety seven. Yeah. I, you know what, I haven't, uh, I've never shot it myself only because it's just, uh, it's on the smaller size and I never really had the scope for it. It is small. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it, it and it, it's kind of dim. It's a mag nine, almost a mag 10. It's a 9.9, 10. It's not too far at 2,600 light years. You know, it's just like down, right. the, down the road. Yeah. It's just around the corner. Around the corner compared to anything else. Right. Um, Basically touch it. Yeah. So if you have a large scope. That's a good object. It's uh, got a really cool color to it too. It's like that uh, baby blue almost. Yeah, I've seen, and I've seen. But you don't see a lot. No, you don't. I've seen a lot of bicolored versions of it also, right? Where it's got some pink in it. Um, cool. I guess it depends how you how you process it, but yeah, it, that's. Yeah, cool. if you're doing narrow band and uh, you know color mapping it, it could be whatever whatever color you want. But I've seen mostly that pale blue version in this. Pretty nice. Yeah. Um. Right next to it is M108 as well. So if you can get uh, M97, then take a look for M108, which is a spiral galaxy. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it's much farther away um, uh, than the uh, uh, Owl Nebula is. Uh, but, you know, it's a good good object to uh, check out as well. Um, uh, there's a Beehive. Mm, the, st- the first star cluster we've mentioned. Did we mention that one? No, we. This you're just now. We are. Yeah, That's, beehive. Oh, yes. Okay. As yeah. far as star clusters go, it's in like my top five for sure. Yeah, it it's that's a nice arrangement of stars. Um, it's those nice golden ones that uh, really stand out there in the beehive. Yeah, let's see. If, pull up a quick picture of it really quick. Um, it does look like a bunch of bees flying around <laughs> when you look at it, and and it, there's a there's a nice arrangement of colors there. You got the golden uh, those yellow stars, right? and yep. uh, there's some nice blue stars in there as well, um, and then all the background stars that really that really fill it in. Totally, and the beehive is really cool because it's one if you're under the um like the right um, skies under some dark skies. You can see the beehive with the naked eye. It kind of stands out. I haven't, I haven't been able to experience that, but I'd like to one day. I, did I, did I, did I call it M forty five earlier? Because that's Pleiades. It's M forty four. M forty four. I think yeah. I said M forty five by accident. It's okay. Yeah, really nice cluster. Um, I'm learning, Steve. It's okay. I'm, I'm sure we'll all forgive you. You can buy us all a beer. Um, <laughs> Wait, how many subscribers do we have now? Uh, it's a lot of beer. That's um, a lot of beer. Yeah, they give the industry a good boost. Um, and then uh, M three, 
which is a mm-hmm. uh, closed um, lobular lobular cluster. That's it. M3 is one of my favorite targets I've ever seen visually. I saw it through a 20-inch daub in early spring, and uh, it blew me away. Oh, 20, yeah, that would look really nice in a 20. You can almost start counting the stars. That's uh, right. It, when, at that point. They're, um, they're just sitting on top of each other. Yep. Uh, it's located in Cairns, Vinet. Cairns, Venetici. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's not too far away from the whale nebulas, if I remember so correctly. That's, that constellation is where I spend a lot of time um, for galaxy season. I believe that's where the one I want to mention next is. Next is, yeah, M106. You know about that one, Steve? No, I do not. M106 is really pretty. You want to talk about color. It's kind of similar to... Um, M80, is it M81 or M82? Wow. M82. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, isn't that nice? Yeah. It kind of it kind of dips in the center. You can see the uh, three-dimensional-ness yeah. uh, of it. And, and M82 is the one I was referring to. It. It's got the, um, the red nebula in the yeah. center kind of spilling out. Yeah, that, that's amazing. Is that, is that on your list of... Uh... Targets. It's on. My, I, I shot it last year actually with the um, the ASIO seventy one. Yep. And uh, it was really cool. It's it's a it was a little small through my scope to be honest, but um, guys with larger scopes or that can are willing to put you know ten hours into it are going to be rewarded because it's a real stunner. It's pretty far away too. Twenty two to twenty five million light years. Oh, it smokes. Yeah, it's out there. It's out there, man. Yeah. Mag four, mag eight point four. That's not too bad. No, it's yeah, it stands out. I remember um, when I was in uh, sharp cap, just framing it up. I could see it in like a one or two second exposure loop. It actually was that bright. Really? Yeah. And that's in some pretty bad light polluted skies where you are too, oh, right? My, as as bad as it gets. Wow, that, that's amazing. Well, sorry, not as bad as it gets. Your your skies are as bad as. It gets. My skies are as but no. <laughs> You're next to Toronto. You, like they have to be brighter well, than mine. I'm north of Toronto. No, my, so well, I'm not. Ha- I'm not next to a shopping mall. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I I've got the. I'm in the middle of a medium-sized city. You're not so in the middle of a super-sized city. No, I'm in a town. Right. Yep. Um. But you know what? Hey, I have an announcement product announcement this is really really cool now we're talking about light pollution you just reminded me itis oh yeah filter company they have a brand new filter the d the itis d2 filter it's available in uh right now 48 millimeter 52 millimeter like thread on so i just they just arrived today i'm so excited um you have them like i actually came into you i have them i have them okay i haven't updated the website yet with, with to show that they're in stock, but I do have them um, for the 48 millimeter filters. And in a month's time, the Clippin filters for uh, Canon uh, oh, full, full frame and um, uh, crop sensor will be available. But this filter is an LED light pollution suppression filter. It doesn't eliminate it completely, 
Mm-hmm. Um, suppresses it. It suppresses it about two thirds. And uh, when I was talking to Ted at Hutech, uh, he's been working with it a lot. He is super impressed, and he said that the the really nice thing about it is that it it doesn't kill the blue spectrum, right? right. It's still natural, so it it makes processing um, that much easier. So I thought that was really cool because it's like, oh, what are we gonna do? If somebody ever invented a light pollution filter for LED lighting? No kidding. Yeah, I, honestly, I didn't even I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. And so it's not just for LED lighting. It's it it still works like the D1 filter where it'll filter out the sodium type yeah, lighting yeah. as well. So it, it in addition to in addition to so it'll do everything the filter was doing before. And LED. That's, uh, this is like Steve's not kidding how excited he is about this. When he found out about them, I got an instant text message. Like, yeah, dude, 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 filter for LED lights, which is obviously he knew I was excited too because that's all that's in my neighborhood is the new LED lighting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they're well, my my street still has the old stuff on it and and uh if I have to pay the the city guys off <laughs> to, yeah. to skip our street, I'll I'll consider it. Actually, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to I'm going to launch it on the website right now while we're talking about it for the 48 millimeter and put them in stock. There they are. I don't have many. So, uh, um, buy them now. And they're, 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 they're not, they're not that expensive. Right. 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 They're, they're... I, just while I remembered it, and this is really funny, a guy I knew did this. I don't recommend it because it's definitely, you definitely get in trouble for doing it from the city, but he took, he used a long pole. Like a, I think it was a pool skimmer pole. And put a garbage can, a plastic garbage can over the street light in front of his house. Yeah, I don't recommend doing that. <laughs> Just picture someone seeing that. Like, what the hell are you doing, buddy? Yeah. Put a garbage can over the street light. We do not endorse that type of no. activity. Um, but some people get desperate. It's so funny. The only astrophotographers would even consider doing something like that. Yeah, I've heard of other things too, but I'm not going to repeat them. Uh, um, slingshot? Uh, I'm that. <laughs> Mom's the word. Um, yeah. I guess we'll cut this out. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That was Trevor <laughs> Jones. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm glad we have fun with this. Um, so anyways, I think we got some really good targets there to, to go off of. That's just that's just a taste, really. We, we can go on, but we like to try to keep the podcast within uh, 20 minutes. Th- these are mainly North American targets. I, not North American, sorry. Northern Hemisphere uh, targets. I'm not quite sure what's in the south. Um, having a look. Yeah, I know we talked about a lot of stuff in Ursa Major, so that's definitely not going to be um, available in the Southern Hemisphere. But I don't. Uh, I, yeah. I, don't I don't mean it's to. Tough. I don't mean to sound um, ignorant about it, but would Galaxy season in the Southern Hemisphere be in our fall their spring i don't know man well you know if somebody's out there listening and knows and like they're yelling at their ipod or something right now um swearing at us uh tell us (laughs) tell us yeah (laughs) if there's a galaxy season for the southern hemisphere or if there's really good targets this time of year in the southern hemisphere tell us and, and put it on our facebook page too. let everybody else know uh, so what some really good targets are. Um, so You know uh, why 
you know why I don't feel bad for being whoa just dropped my microphone why I don't feel bad about um not talking about southern hemisphere stuff so much but, I mean not that I we never see it anyway but they get the milky way straight up across the middle of the sky and that's just not fair man no it's not fair so they owe us they do you can send <laughs> you can send beer at no okay uh, <laughs> um yeah oh you know what uh i had a request um from uh uh a customer in in australia and uh very very happy uh uh, customer and uh, glad that I was able to help her out. Um, and she asked me to make sure that uh, uh, we thank uh, all the wives and well, partners out there um, to, who uh, let their husbands or uh, significant other uh, partake in the hobby and stay up late all night while they take pictures of the night sky. So, and and I have to thank uh, my wife for for that too, and and I appreciate the support. Um, oh, so, so nice. Dude. So Phil, and Phil, you know who, you know it's you. That message was for you. Um, <laughs> uh, that's all I'm saying. Uh, but Phil, thank you very much for listening um, to the to the podcast, and uh, hope you enjoy uh, your new equipment. And happy 40th birthday. Oh, very, yeah, happy 40th, Phil. So you got a few years before you hit that, right? Me? Yeah. Yeah, a couple. Okay, I'm there. Wait, did it? Wait. Not yet. Okay, it's this year. Yeah, it's this year. I'll let you know I don't... so you can get me a nice okay. gift. Okay, I will. Yeah, because indeed it's a good website to buy from. And. Uh... Big... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think I think we've probably milked this one to the best that we can. Um. I... It's. I think you know what we're in a good mood because we're the snow. Well, after tonight is kind of behind us, and things are getting warmer. Yeah, uh, it's getting more pleasant to be outside. So I was, can't blame us for getting a little excited. Yeah, I was talking to a colleague of mine in Dublin today, who's telling yeah. me they had a foot of snow, and in that foot of snow, so they have a foot of snow now, um, yeah. and they're getting another. I just got your email, Trevor. Um, and uh, they're getting another forty centimeters overnight. And forty I, centimeters. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Or overnight, or next couple of days. That's a lot of snow. Um, and uh, um, if you guys need a recommendation for good snow shovels, I'll probably help you out. Um, but I, 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 I feel for you, and I felt even worse because yesterday was like 15 degrees for us. Hmm. Yeah, we thought we were just like, oh, yeah, spring is here. But I, nope, I snowstorm tonight. I didn't wear a jacket. I was outside looking around. It was great. So, yeah, now we're in a good mood because the weather has been good. This weekend's supposed to be pretty good, too. Yeah, clear Friday and Saturday, so nothing wrong with that. No, no. So... If you have a favorite springtime object, we want to know what it is. And uh, um, send us an email. Uh, not an email. Hit us up on Facebook. Send us an email, too. And uh, let us know uh, what your favorite um, springtime object is. And if you have a picture of it, post it. Actually, you know what, Trevor? I don't know if you've seen it on our uh, Facebook page. 
I've been asking people to post their images. We got some really good ones out there. So before we go, I want to make I want to uh, give a, um, a shout out to uh, some people. Um, uh, Dave Marquis, he, you know, he posted a good whirlpool and uh, an Orion Nebula. Um, we have a lot of people. Uh, uh, Addie Williams, uh, nice rosette. Uh, Addie, uh, yeah, he did. Aiden, full Aiden. name. Yep, oh, he's okay. awesome. Is it I know it says eighty, but uh, he okay. goes. It's his actual name is Aiden. Okay, well, nice, beautiful work. Oh, it's all narrow band. He's uh, yeah, he's really talented. Yeah. Um, John John Smith. There's a, a, a Soul Nebula. Uh, we have an M101, uh, California, um, from this past Saturday, from Martin. So th there's some great stuff here. People, please keep it up and uh, uh, keep posting those images. I love seeing them, and uh, it's great to share. And make sure, and you guys have been doing this anyways. Tell us what you've been using to uh, take the image with and um, your equipment, how long it, of the exposure and filters and, and so on. Give us the details. Uh, very inspiring. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at John Smith's um, Soul Nebula. Yep. With under a bright moon with an unmodified Nikon D3300. That's amazing. Eh? At the William Optics 73. That really is, man. That's really nice. Yeah. That that's talent. Unguided. Yeah. Oh man, e on an EQ6. Yeah. Uh, very inspiring, actually, to see oh. that that kind of. That kind of a quality image, uh, with an unmodified camera. Hey, wait, wait oh, wait, you know why? Why? It's a Nikon. Oh, jeez, don't start. <laughs> Steve wants me to switch to Nikon. Well, I, despite the fact that I have about ten Canon lenses. I I, I made. And the, I love Canon. I made. I I like Canon too. I but I made the switch to Nikon. Um. Oh, you, what you had one. You had one used Canon camera. I was not making the switch. I had two. <laughs> two used Canon cameras. <laughs> and one was modified. Okay. Well see yeah. Yeah. It's anyway. Anyway, so anyways. have fun with your Nikon. They're they're great too. Yeah, well, you know, that two hundred millimeter F two point eight. I love it. That makes sense. That's yep. nice. So anyways, please <laughs> keep posting. Uh let's see those images. Let's see your favorite images of the uh, sp uh spring galaxy season. Uh, or any springtime objects and uh yeah let us know what you got yeah thanks for listening everybody um hope you enjoy hanging out with us and talking astrophotography uh it's a lot of fun for me and steve uh gets us excited and i hope it gets you guys excited to do the uh, hobbies more often as well yeah absolutely I feel the exact same way all right everyone clear that's skies. a show right there that's a clear show skies. clear skies <laughs>